Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 85, verses 1 and 2, and 8 through 13. Lord, you are favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You pardoned all their sin. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground, and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and will make a path for his steps. Hosea chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Come. Let us return to the Lord, for it is he who has torn, and and he will heal us. He has struck down, and he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us. On the third day he will raise us up, that we may live before him. Let us know. Let us press press on to know the Lord. His appearing is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us like the showers, like the spring rains that water the earth. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes away early. Therefore I have hewn them by the prophets, I have killed them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 Verses 2-10 through 10. We always give thanks to God for all of you and mention you in our prayers constantly, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, beloved by God, that he has chosen you, because our message of the gospel came to you not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. Just as you know what kinds of persons we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for in spite of persecution, you received the word with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth not sounded forth from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place your faith in God has become known so that we have no need to speak about it. For the people of those regions report about us what kind of welcome we had had among you, and how you turned it to God from idols, to serve a living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath that is coming. Good morning, and welcome to the first Thursday of Advent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Himesville, Maryland. 
This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 85, Hosea 6, and 1 Thessalonians 1. Um, the You can tell that we're in Advent, because it keeps... I feel like... I don't think that the RCL curators called it in exactly, but at least this morning it has like this weird reading for Thessalonians, which is kind of boilerplate stuff, and then the um, the selection from Hosea mentions, I don't know if you picked it up, but his appearing is as sure as the dawn, which is um, another, it's a translation of Advent. Um, and so it's, I mean, it's on topic, but then this first Thessalonian thing just seems kind of, I don't know, kind of out of left field. Um, but I'm reminded that I haven't, I continue to allude to this work that I'm doing now, this writing I'm doing, um, without ever actually explaining or, or sharing about it. So, um, and part of that is because I'm still waiting on a contract. I've got an offer, but no contract. Um, the, uh, so in the early days of COVID, um, I had a proposal that I put together with one sample chapter. I had found an agent willing to represent me before some publishers. Um, and my agent asked for a second chapter, so I was kind of crestfallen. But during um, my work in Ohio, cleaning masks in Baltimore, I finally buckled down and wrote that second chapter. And the the book, the, the title came to me first, and it's one that um, that I've been kind of throwing around in my brain for a while, and the, the title, the working title is God is a Grunt and More Good News for GIs. And the idea that God is a Grunt came to me um, just as, as a veteran reading the Bible and being attracted to the stories of other soldiers and veterans and what that meant about me and what that meant about our faith as Christians. Um, but more importantly, um, the the title comes from one of the chapters that I'm I'm not yet working on, but it's one I'm very excited about. And um, the different chapters are planned around individuals and concepts. Um, there's biblical. There's a handful of biblical chapters and a handful of of early church um, of chapters. And one of them. So, for example, I, I've drafted. Got the first draft for um, a chapter on Cain and moral guilt and confession. Um, another one that I, I wrote finally in uh, while I was working last year was on Francis and pilgrimage, and um, the uh, the chapter that kind of inspired the title um, comes from this line that's been in my head: "If if Jesus is God, then God is a grunt." Um, and those of you who know or have some sense of what grunts are, um, I don't have to get into too much detail, but um, they're they're humble, they're hardy, uh, they're obedient, um, and it's also the name of one of the first characters you can build in like World of Warcraft. The orcs, like if you get you know a peon, uh, they're called grunts, and I don't know what they are for humans. Maybe like squires, or I don't know, whatever. But a grunt is literally just the sound you make, but it's also a person who's single-minded in their obedience and can take a whole lot of shit. Um, and Jesus, being a grunt, 
first came to me um, in the humility kind of, um, you know, approach or perspective. And I remember speaking with one of my uh, divinity school teachers about how glory and suffering in the Gospels um, attaches to Jesus's, or uh, how glory and honor attaches to Jesus's suffering. What it means that to suffer, not only in terms of Romans 5, like builds character, but in fact glorifies God, to totally reorient what we think about what God is and what God does around this idea that if, you know, if as Christians we believe Jesus, we can look to Jesus to understand God and humanity as well. Um, and if that's true, Jesus has to reorient um, a lot of things that we think we think about the world. Um, what I mean by that is that, um, what that what that means for the cross is actually really interesting. Um, what does it mean that we are we find glory in suffering and God is glorified in our suffering? It can be easily taken out of context to like justify being a doormat. Um, and I don't think grunts are called to be doormats, but um, that the, the that those characteristics I recognize in eleven bravos, in E ones and E twos, um, and there's a certain godliness not just in humility, but in being able to take a beating and get up and continue the mission. Um, and so that, that chapter, um, I'm hoping, or I expect, will focus on these words, glory and honor, um, and where they appear and what their purpose is to, to kind of evoke in our mind. If that's to, you know, feel good about ourselves, you know, the glory and honor that we receive from other people, then we're just narcissists. Um, but what does it mean that Jesus acts in many ways like, um, you know, the lowest enlisted member of a team and not not the commander, at least in how Jesus acts, where in fact, he is the commander, the person that is, you know, is on a fat boy profile and gets put at the front of the running formation every morning. They're actually... Our, our captains, our O3s, that they're the ones who, you know, we look down upon, but who we must look to in order to understand what it means to be truly human, um, to let go of our insecurities, let go of our, um, not our ambition, but our, our grasping at being in control and, to, and grasping at power. Um, one of the sayings, or one of the, the lines in the New Testament that, um, that I find incredibly provocative is that Jesus, um, rather than taking, um, taking, you know, what he deserved as God, um, but rather taking the form of a slave, taking the form of a grunt. Um, you know, when Jesus talks to Peter about whether or not he can call down angels to defend him um, when he's arrested at the Garden of Gethsemane, um, he chooses not to, to have access to power and to choose something else. Um, grunts have access to their firearms. I had access to artillery, mortar, naval gunfire, but we choose typically to only use those at someone else's command. Um, and that's what I think one of the things that means to be a grunt. So you can go to, um, my website, I am Logan, am I.com slash grunt God, all one word, 
no caps, no dashes, just uh, IamLoganMI.com slash GruntGod to see uh, the, the working draft table of contents and a little bit about each chapter. Um, I'm not at the point of sharing early drafts yet, um, but I will need help from as many people that can help as possible because the publisher, um, Hachette Books, actually Hachette Nashville, um, they want to see it sometime in March, uh, so that doesn't give me very much time to to draft and edit um, chapters before they need to get sent to um, the uh, the printer. Um, they want to publish it next Veterans Day, um, and a lot goes into you know even once the final words are in place, all the design and typesetting and printing and promotion and everything else takes a lot of time. So if you're interested, um, go to IamLoganMI.com slash GruntGod. Check out the table of contents. You'll notice that there are a couple of things that are linked. I, I don't really advertise them, but you can see some of the sample chapters if you click on the right place. Um, I, I'll, that will be all that I say about it for now. Um, but I... Um, one of uh, one of the chapters uh, focusing on Ignatius um, is will use the you know kind of the line from First Formation and that's get the fuck up and pray um, and that chapter will be about spiritual exercise and spiritual fitness um, not only Ignatius's spiritual exercise is but the armies uh, I think it was the army I don't know if it was other branches they did this thing around spiritual fitness to you know to address suicide I don't know if they're still doing it. Um, but there's a lot of play on words. There's a lot of stuff that um, soldiers and veterans will kind of get a chuckle at. But there's a lot of stuff that I think will really challenge some of our, our you know, notions and assumptions about uh, the Bible and about God and about what the Bible does for us and what it's saying. Um, because the, the central unifying core of the book is that um, uh, to read the Bible and to read our traditions through the lens of soldiers and veterans to read it as they as they read it i think actually opens up and unlocks uh a really enriching depth to the bible that um the civilian church for lack of a better word um can be lacking so i hope you check that out um sorry i've been kind of alluding to it for so long and never really talking about it but um i also knew i couldn't do much of a reflection this morning because the VA was supposed to send me my um, mood stabilizer, and they sent me allergy meds instead. So it's fun going to bed at night knowing that if I don't get the right pills soon, I'm going to be hitting withdrawal. Um, so pray for me, um, not just that I get the right friggin' pills from the VA, but also uh, for this writing, for this project that I've, I'm really excited about, but... Um, is definitely high pressure because of the, the short turnaround that the publisher wants. So I appreciate those prayers that you do, do um, send up to God for me. Um, and I also invite you to share your uh, prayer requests with me if you'd like them to be made on air or if you just want me to pray them silently in my own heart or, or anonymously, I'm happy to do that as well. Um, so um, again, I, I appreciate your continued listenership. I hope you'll check out Grunt God on my website and continue to fight the good fight of faith.
A prayer for those who influence public opinion from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, you proclaim your truth in every age by many voices. Direct in our time, we pray, those who speak where many listen and write what many read, that they may do their part in making the heart of this people wise, its mind sound, and its will righteous. To the honor of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.